And welcome to episode 379 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... The bell's already been rung, and they heard it out in the dark amongst the stars. They know that God is dead. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, from Justice League. Yeah. yeah that was in the... Uh, the teaser where you it, you saw a month or so ago where Diana, she's being an archaeologist. I'm not quite sure what the fuck was going on there. She sees an apocalypse. So, so how how are you, sir? I'm good. Busy, but I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Clean shaven, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's no need for a playoff beard, so might as well. Yeah, right. Uh, Work reasons. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, my. Well, that was a lovely storm we had this evening. Yeah. Like, it, out of nowhere. It came everywhere. It did. Like, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it was like this... Like, sunny, 87-degree day, heat just beaming down, and then, like, around 7 o'clock, it was like, you know, Thor showed up. Yeah. Lightning and thunder just everywhere. It was a very strange storm. Yeah. A lot of lightning. Yeah, there was a lot of lightning. Like, here, I didn't get that much rain. Like, it rained, but, like... At one point, like, Nancy called me because she was coming home from work. Yeah. And I could hear the the rain beating off of her car. It was coming down so hard. Yeah. And, she, like, her concern became, like, you know, if she had, when she comes down to the bottom of the Javosburg Hill, when she's trying to go, when she gets across the bridge, are they going to force her in the glass port? Like, are you going to shut that down? Yeah, they did. Well, she got through it before it shut down, though. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, but like, uh, like, but her problem is like, if she has to go in the glass where she does not, she does not know how to get home. I see. You know, it's just not her neck of the woods at all. Yeah. Um, so she needs me to guide her. Yeah. And uh, but luckily she was able to get through, so it wasn't a problem. But uh, why did yeah. she map, map quest it? it? I don't know what. Like she says, it takes the it'll take her some goofy route. I'm not quite sure. Like I just, you know, I take her through Glassport, up the hill, through Port View, and then back down onto uh, Lau Boulevard. Oh, nice. You know, easy peasy. Yeah. You know, but um, I guess it, the, the 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 GPS doesn't do that for for, for which I find to be an odd. Yeah. Like, right. Like why would it? Like, what way would it take you home if that's the case? Like, I, I that just seems like it would be the easiest thing to, to do. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, um, just a wacky storm. So, <laughs> that, that was interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. It's like a weird day today. <laughs> okay. It was for me. Like, I don't know why. Like, well, I think part of it was like, 
today was the DC fandom. Yeah. And I, we're going to get into all that. But I think like part of it was like, was that like I, I had plans because there were there were panels I wanted to see. And like they announced like we're not releasing this on YouTube. These panels, if you want to see these panels, you've got to watch them. You know, right, right. Like it, it, it's repeating twice on the the website, but like after that, it supposedly it's it's gone. And I was like, holy shit! So I, you know, I kind of made sure I had my 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 P's and Q's all lined up. I'm like, okay, well, let me look at the schedule. Uh, Wonder Woman's at one o'clock. I want to make sure I watch that. Then, you know, Justice League is at five thirty. I want to make sure I'm in there for that. And you know, it, it was stuff like that. And then. Because of the NBA playoffs, AEW Dynamite was moved to today at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to watch that, and like the the hard part was it was like six o'clock. We're after the basketball game, so you know setting a timer is completely unreliable for that. Right. You know, so it's like fuck. I gotta watch this live, and um and of course like the basketball game ran longer by about a half hour. <laughs> right. You know so. I was like, shit. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't rely on a timer to get to this, you know. Yeah. So like, it was just like my, my day was kind of like, and then like on top of it all, like I wanted to go food grocery shopping, mm. and I'm like trying to time it in between the Wonder Woman panel and the the Suicide Squad panel, so I wanted to right. watch that. And I, so so it was like all it was like a very weird day for me of like trying to get shit done between watching things I wanted to watch live. Right. You know. Um, so that, that was my, my, my oddball day in a nutshell. <laughs> Otherwise, I've been watching um, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Okay. I, for, this is a cartoon series. Like it's, and it's considered a, a, a classic. It's like a classic series. Right. Um. And it's available on Netflix, and I thought to myself, you know, I, I, I'd really like to sit down and check this out. Right. And I've enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong, I have absolutely enjoyed it, but I'm not going to recommend it because, like, you could tell, like, the writing is meant for, like, a 14-year-old. Like, okay. I am obviously not the target audience. It, it's written well enough that as an adult I can enjoy it. Yeah. But the target audience is clearly, like, 14 years old. 12 right. to 14, like, like that. that's the age range that they were aiming for to, to, to get. And, I mean, it's, it's a very good series, and, and, you know, unless you can kind of get through that, yeah, you're not going to enjoy the series. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm sure, like, in, in, in my head, like, I watch Batman the Animated Series, and I go, well, that was written for adults. And I'm sure it's not. Like, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. if some, somebody was to watch that now who never watched it before, like, yeah, that was written for kids. What are you, an idiot? You know, like, no, no, you have no idea what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> but it, it still plays for me. So yeah. I, I think that's how, kind of how this is. I mean, it's 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 written well enough that as an adult, I'm enjoying it. But I'm at a point, at least with this show, because I didn't grow up with it. Right. That it's like, oh, yeah, this is a kid's show. I can definitely tell. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but I can see why it's a classic. Like I can yeah. see why it's highly regarded. Um, yeah, so after that is the sequel series, The Legend of Korra, which I'm going to watch. And then, weirdly enough, I do want to look look up now 
like the the last Airbender movie by M Night Shyamalan. Oh God. I hear it's fucking awful. Like yeah. people who were a fan of the TV show say that the movie is fucking awful. And like I'm at a point now where it's like I kind of want to see how big of a train wreck it was. Like what did they screw up? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm very I I, I have to kind of check this out just to kind of see what kind of a train wreck it was at this point now. Right. You know. I didn't watch it. Huh? I didn't watch it. Well, no, I mean, neither did I, but I wasn't, like, at the time, I was like, well, this is, you know, clearly meant for whoever watched the TV show, which I didn't, you know. But now that I've watched a TV show, um, my interest is peaked, yeah. so to speak, you know. And I'm sure it's going to be fucking awful. <laughs> right. You know, like, I, I, I like I just had a curiosity, and then I just, like, sat down, like, like, watched some trailers for it. And I was like, fuck, this doesn't look good at all. I see where, <laughs> where people were complaining about it now, you know. right, right. right. So, we sh- we shall see. Anyway. Yeah, but other than that, that's it for me. I, I've I've been binge watching that. I mean, it's nice because it's like you know they're only half hour episodes. Right. So like in a couple hours, you get four or five on knocked out, no problem. You know. Yeah. I didn't watch anything. No. Air- Airplane and Naked Gun. Wow. <laughs> Those are classics. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. I mean, because I haven't watched either of those movies in quite some time. Okay. Um. So I guess the question is like, like with Airplane, Airplane in particular, because like if I, as I as I think back to it, there's a lot of like racial stereotype humor, like the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Religious. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's. Like, I, like at the beginning with like the, the 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 monks trying to hand the people the flowers and the guy like going off on them and you know yeah. at the middle you know uh, excuse me miss I speak jive and it's June fucking Cleaver you know I mean it, it, all this shit nobody's like safe in the airplane huh nobody's safe with the Zucker brothers right I understand that and I I can appreciate that but like like I guess like in in today's PC culture like, no I didn't never fly. <laughs> Not, not, not even close. No. Do you remember an airplane to Air Israel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, shit like that just doesn't fly. It's funny, but... Right. <clears throat> I don't know. But, I, funny, so like, so I, I remember that about the airplane. Like, I mean, it was like... Everything was a racial joke, almost. Yeah, um, not everything. Not everything, but, like, you know, there was a lot. Yeah, there was. But it was distributed. Yeah. E- e- evenly. White people and Jewish people and black people and everybody. Yeah. But eh, it is what it is. But the naked gun. Like, how how bad was, was like, I mean, I, I mean, again, classic hysterical movie, as I recall. Uh-huh. But, like, Looking back at it with like the modern lens, how bad does that not hold up? Because that came out in like the nineties. Yeah, it holds up okay. Not nearly I mean, as bad. No. No, man, they let it loose on airplane. Yeah. But uh, yeah, naked I mean gun, that's a completely naked, different time. Yeah, naked guns not naked guns completely. Di- I mean different. Yeah. It's just funny. I mean, it's not, you know. It's not as charged up as frickin' airplane was. Right. 
I don't think. It was more about Drevin's comedic relief. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Right. I mean, I mean, like in the third one, you have the great Gonzo moment. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I just, it's, it's one of those things, like, I, I don't recall. Nah. Like, the, biggest, the biggest joke right. I remember is, would you like to see my beaver? And she hands down the stuffed yeah. beaver. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, she, 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 it's one of those libraries with the. It's one ladder. of those libraries with the yeah. ladder. Uh-huh. And she climbs up there, and all you see is her dress. Right. And he looks up, and he goes, nice beaver. And then she hands down the stuffed beaver. Right, okay. <laughs> it's really, yeah. really funny. Yeah, like, that's the joke I remember from that movie involving it's a beaver. It's sexual jokes, I think, than anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. One of my favorite parts is when he comes home, and she's cooking dinner in his shirt. And he goes, let me change into something more comfortable. And he comes out, like, in this full suit with a tie. Yeah. And she comes out in, like, this dinner dress. It's fantastic. Yeah. Tremendous. She's boiling pot roast. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's great. The movie's funny. I mean, it, yeah. it holds up as far as comedy. Yeah. It really does. It's, it's funny. So it's more about... Uh, Naked Gun's more about his antics yeah versus you know being stupid right that physical comedy yeah slash timing comedy yeah you know what i mean versus right. it's it's more of a lot of don't call me shirley yeah moments versus right. <laughs> airplane which was a complete fucking yeah. train wreck but every time i watch airplane there's always something new that i see in the movie Oh, there's like some some goofy thing in the background or every time. Oh yeah. And I have watched that movie probably 150 times. Yeah. Maybe more. Because if it was on TV, I'd watch it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but there's this one part where uh, the, the you know it's you know it's because it's based on the movie. Um, airport yeah, yeah airport 77 or whatever it was yeah, yeah. Like, i mean it was like it was a takeoff on those 70s disaster movies right yeah and at one point they have a plane that comes through the windows in yeah. the beginning of the movie yeah it's when the guy goes he's talking to the other guy and the guy goes like this with the traffic controller sticks yeah and then the airplane crashes through the all window yeah thing well, I've watched this movie a thousand. I swear to God, I've I, so many times, and so I'm I'm paying attention to this part, and people are running, you know, when the airplane starts coming through, <clears throat> and there's this woman that's holding a baby, and she fucking just throws the baby like ten feet in the air, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just runs. Yeah. You know, I've never seen that part in my life. Oh, that's true. Like, I've never seen it. I've never yeah. seen that part. And uh, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I could not stop laughing. I rewound it like seven times. Because, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because it, it pays off. I mean, like, you know, she's caught, you know, holding the baby and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And then like, the instant reaction with the airplane coming through, she just throws the baby like 12, 10, 12 to 15 feet all the way in the air. You see this <laughs> yeah. waddled doll, you know what yeah. I mean? Just in space. And, yeah. she runs, and she runs away. It's oh. so fucking funny. But like, like I said, every time I watch it, there's always something new. Yeah. There's just every there's so many things going on in the background that it's just unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Ugh. And that's the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. To me. I mean, you can look at hot shots and and naked guns and stuff like that, but nothing will beat the comedic stuff coming from that. Nothing. Kentucky Fried Kentucky Fried movie comes close, but that's also Zucker Brothers. Yeah. And that was like one where they just like completely let it go. Yeah. You know. Well, Mel Brooks was also one to let it go. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he didn't care either. No. <clears throat> but anyway. Yeah, I mean, just watch History of the World Part 1. <laughs> yeah. Lisa just watched that. <laughs> for the first time or was it like, like you know a repeat viewing for her? Hey, Lisa? Yeah. No, she's watched it a lot. Okay. But she had Brie watch it with her. Oh jeez. Well, I mean it was yeah. the first time she had seen it. Right. The I guess that never I don't think they've ever seen Naked Gun. Wow. So Anna sat through Naked Gun. Yeah. But um I don't think they've seen Holy Moses either. Wow. You remember that movie? Yeah. With yeah, that's, that's a classic. Richard plays the Pharaoh of Egypt. Yeah. That's some good shit. Oh. <laughs> Holy Moses is some funny shit. It is. It is. I mean, that's... Uh, I'm just trying to think, like, it's hard to believe, like, I I get it because like you know they're twenty, but like like these classic comedies that like to you and I are like absolute classics. Yeah, you know like Airplane and you know Kentucky Fried the Movie and you know so many others, and it's like they're just seeing it for the first time, and like sometimes I wonder if it like. Some of it gets lost on them because, you know, their generation is, first off, more politically correct. But also, it's just, it's, like, some of the references are, like, so fucking dated. Yeah, I guess. I mean, some of them. I mean, they still laugh. Yeah. They love Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I get that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, like, so, sometimes, like, the references... Especially in like those types of movies, because they they try to be satirical of the time. Right. That sometimes the references can be lost on on somebody. I kind of found that in Naked Gun, because in the beginning of Naked Gun, he's like pouring tea to like <laughs> terrorists. Yeah. And like he's undercover, so yeah. Doffy's there, fucking the Nigerian. Uh, terrorist, the head of their terrorist group yeah. is there. Um, Ayatollah Khomeini was there. Yeah, you know, and Gorbachev is there. And remember, yeah. at one point, he rubs the fucking spot off his head, and he goes, "Do yeah. it." Yeah, you know what I mean. That kind of shit's lost yeah. on 
You know, right. Saddam Hussein moments. I mean, that would be lost on them. Right. You know, but uh, yeah. So on that part, yeah. But airplane, there's really not much. I don't know. But like the eyes, there's nothing they would get lost on. But there is something like like unless they understood who the woman was, like the the moment where she says. Excuse me, Miss. I speak jive. Like it's a funny moment, but it's even funnier if you know who that woman is. Yeah. You know the fact that you know that that's the woman who played June Cleaver. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It makes that 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 moment even funnier. The most wholesome woman on TV. Yeah. In the 50s. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know the the the, the proverbial clutching her pearls woman. You know. Yeah. And here, here she is, like you know, oh, I speak jive, and I mean, it goes full tilt into it, and like, you know, that's a hysterical moment to me and you because it's like, fuck, it's June fucking Cleaver, but to like them, it's like, yeah, it's just some old woman, yeah. you know. My favorite part in the whole movie probably is when, uh, <laughs> that lady's wigging out and they fucking form a line to. Oh, the slapper in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. They're holding pipes. One guy has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's the best. And Leslie Niels, he must have hit her like 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. He'd like, he'd start talking to her, and he, he, you know, like every third word, he'd slap her. Yeah. You have to, you have to calm down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and keep slapping her. Oh. Oh. So funny. Tremendous. That in the cockpit moment with uh, freaking Jimmy. Yeah. Oh. Fucking fantastic. That's some funny stuff. And that like goes. And Kareem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then when he gets sick and poisoned and he passes out, all of a sudden they put him back in uniform and they're fucking carrying him off like off the court. Oh. Fucking great! You hear the whistle. Uh, <laughs> what he's like? You tell your old man he could drag Bill Walton's ass up and down the court for forty minutes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Tell me, Jimmy, do you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> oh. Have you Have you ever been to a Russian bathhouse? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like. That is, like, so tab. I mean, like, yeah. that is, like, the darkest thing you could probably ever joke about. Oh, yeah. And he's telling it to an eight-year-old. Yeah. I mean, who does that? No. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. It's it's just, oh. That part in the, in the fucking cabin with that kid. Yeah. We fucking Kareem and that kid. Oh, and the yeah. captain and that kid. Oh. It's just so good. Yeah. It is. <laughs> you like gladiator movies, Jimmy. <laughs> oh. So funny. And, the, of course, the... The fucking... Uh, what's her name from the love boat? Yeah. Waiting for the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And she busts out that guitar. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the whole moment's awesome. Yeah. Number one, it's it's actually she sings it very well. Yeah. And then they of course they corn it up with their pop in the IV and 
Yeah. They tell the kid, just suck your cheeks and make it look like you're sick. You know what I mean? You can tell yeah. them, you know, it's all fake. But the funny thing was, is like, it like brought this like hippie movement to that point of the plane. And even like the two Hare Krishnas look at each other like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they tilt yeah. their heads into each other and the plane's going back and forth. It's fucking yeah. great. Uh, I mean, you can't write a better fucking comedy. I mean, no. it was probably one of the most perfect comedies I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. From satire, you know, everything. Yeah. Any, any, that's the weird thing about it is it had a story to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like this fucking goofball fest, like, uh, um, uh, scary movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. it's just it's just yeah. there for hams, right? I mean, it's just yeah. one after the other. Yeah, it's, this it's, was it's like skit comedy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was like a, a movie that's filled with comedy, but then and it's fucking ridiculously, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. But there's there's also a backstory there, you know what I mean? Like his relationship with Elaine and the bringing back the war and yeah. Then he finds himself in this position where he yeah. has to fucking land the plane because he's the only pilot on board. Yeah. He, but, I mean, like, that's the arc, right? Yeah. And then you have all this ridiculousness that just fills it. I mean, it's actually, it's pretty well written. I mean, Lloyd Bridges. Serious. Huh? Like, Lloyd Bridges oh, is amazing. Yeah, dude. I guess I picked the wrong week to stop this blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even, when, even when Stryker goes... I have a drinking problem. He never <laughs> takes the drink. Yeah. It's his problem. He can't get it to his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking oh. great. When he's sitting next to the lady and she fucking hangs herself. Yeah. He's, he's telling the story. Yeah. And one guy tries to blow himself up. He did yeah. blow himself up. It's fucking great. It's fucking. Oh. He shows an 80 year old woman with her feet hanging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like on a plane. Yeah. Unreal. Oh. It's it, you can just keep going on and on and on and yeah. on and on about the one liners. It's just so fucking good. Uh, tremendous. The lady with the egg in her mouth. Yeah. The old egg trick that Leslie yeah. Nielsen keeps pulling. Oh, fucking funny. Anyway. So, well, let's get into the uh, the big event of the day, the old DC Fandom. Yeah. Um, a lot to unpack here. So I, I guess I guess we should just take it in the order that it kind of got released. So let's start with uh, you know, there was the panel for Wonder Woman 1984, and at the end of that, they released a new trailer. Man, tell me when that Carter didn't look good. Oh, I would still she's do filthy things. Oh, she she's up there, and she still looks pretty damn fine. Like she was just in Supergirl. Like, as yeah. the president, looking fine. I was like, yeah. I'd still hit Linda Carter. I'd, I'd you know. <laughs> but, yeah, she's looking good. Yeah. But, uh, other than, like, Linda Carter and, like, I mean, you know, Venus Williams showing up, like, there was nothing major came out of that panel that was like, you know, ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, just the trailer. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah. It's always good to see, pa- you know, Pablo Pascal yeah. when he doesn't look like the Elephant Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, 
but on the, I mean, the big thing was the, the new trailer. Um, so what, what'd you think of the trailer? Let's start with that. It's fantastic. I think it looked fantastic. Yeah. I really like the part where she's re- fucking riding the lightning with her whip. Yeah. I thought yeah, that that's was really cool. Fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, I was like, wow, they really captured that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it looked good. Um, all in all, the trailer was fantastic. I don't. I mean, I think it's just gonna be. I think it's gonna do great. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. It does. It looks very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the villain's gonna be. Well, I mean, it's Kristen Wiig is the the villain. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cheetah. But I mean, is that Cheetah. the real villain? Well, the real villain's pa- Pablo Pascal, I believe. As Maxwell Lord. Okay. But I, Cheetah I, looked. Cheetah yeah, looked good. Cheetah looked good. Yeah. I, I'm. I just. I, 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 for whatever reason, like I, I. I guess like he has something that like makes your dreams come true. Okay. That's my guess. I think that's how Steve Trevor comes back. Like somehow, Diana. You know her her greatest wish is to, to have Steve Trevor back. And there's Steve Trevor. You know. And you know Kristen Wiig's character is. You know she wants to be the apex predator. Yeah. You know. And like how like how Maxwell Lord plays into all that I don't know. Um, I I certainly hope as a fan of DC Comics, like they don't kill him off. I hope he finds a way to weasel out of this and live the fight another day because he's a great like the character of Maxwell Lord is like an interesting one in the, in the comics. Like he was like the government liaison between the the Justice League and the United States government, and then he he became like a, a confidant. And I, it, 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 he's a very interesting character, and like uh, I like that they're in, you're using him in the in the movie, but I hope they find a way to keep him around. Yeah, in a way. Plus, I just like Pablo Pascal. Yeah, you know. But I, I thought overall the trailer looked interesting. I, I like the stuff. Between Diana and and Steve, yeah, like they're I, I like their interaction. I you know I mean I expect this from Chris Pine, <laughs> right? You know I mean you know longtime fan of the show Chris Pine. Uh, <laughs> so it's one of those things where like I you know, the trailer all the trailer did was hype me up for something I knew I already wanted to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I it, it made me... It, I already know I want to see this movie. I have a feeling this is going to be a very good movie. I, You know, it's just unfortunately, like, you know, because of COVID, it got pushed from, what, I think May to October. Yeah. You know, ho- hopefully we can go see it in October. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're sticking to their guns right now. They're very determined to release this in a movie theater. Yeah. So... Um, but it looked good. I, I was very impressed with everything I saw, and I can't wait to see this. Yeah, the comedic relief was good too. Like it was yeah. just enough. I mean, I'm sure there's more parts in it. Right. But uh, yeah, I I liked it, man. Everything I saw from this looked good. What was that gold getup she was wearing at one point? I don't know. That's like the, the only thing that concerns. Shit. Like, yeah. Like, like this whole the, the, whatever this get up is like, and I get it. Like, 
part of what you have to do with these type of movies is sell toys. You know, yeah. it's just it's just part of the part of the. But like, it's tough when you have like somebody who's basically supposed to be wearing the same costume for a hundred years. Right. You know, like so it's tough, and I I I don't I don't know what the gold getup is with the gold wings. I'm not quite sure. That's the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous because, again, like I'm a traditionalist when I want what I want from Wonder Woman. Like I I liked the the armored look that she had in in the original in, in the first movie. I liked the look of it in Batman v Superman. So I'm hoping you know for the most part that's what she wears the majority of the movie, and this is just something that she breaks out at the end for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah, you know, but. But overall, like I'm, I'm very excited to see what this is all going to be. Yeah, yeah, looks good. Yeah. So <laughs> next up was uh, the Suicide Squad. Right. Writer director James Gunn. So yeah. right off the bat, interest is peaked. You know. Yeah, expectations are high. Yeah, expectations are already high with with the James Gunn film. Right. Um, and especially like when they went down the wrong, uh, did you watch the, the panel for this? No, I did not. Okay. Well, they, they went down the roster of like who everybody is. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of like these characters. I, I was like, wow, they went deep into the well. Cause I don't know that character. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like interesting. Yeah, like I mean, they 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 went like some of these characters they went deep into the well on. Like I was like, holy shit! Like Ratcatcher two. Like I vaguely remember Ratcatcher one. (laughs) Polka Dot Man is like from the seventies or the sixties, I think. Like I mean, they like James Gunn went deep into the well. Like yeah, like DC Comics had to have said to him like, whatever you want to do, and he's like, fucking right. This is gonna get batshit crazy. Like, I mean, these are these are like D level villains for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy hell! I don't know. I mean, do you know these characters? Most of them, or no? No, I don't. Like I, the one, the ones I know. I mean, okay. Like, I mean, outside of you know the returning characters of Flag Boomerang and and Harley Quinn, um, I know the Thinker. Capaldi's playing him. Capaldi's playing him. Um, uh, the character that scene is playing Pete Peacemaker. Yeah, like I, I know him somewhat. Um, Idris Elba's character, I I, I know somewhat. What's I his can't name? Remember. Death Death Shot or something. I think Death Shot. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, there there weren't many. Like I, a lot of them, I was like, scratching my head. I know like the one, um, Nathan Fillion's character, like apparently was a was made up by James Gunn. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. So, um, for Nathan Fillion, <laughs> for Nathan Fillion, probably yeah. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, so like I, I mean, they, they they went deep into the. Well, and, and King Shark, I know King Shark. Um, but they they went he, he James Gunn, as I would expect, went you know deep in the rabbit hole to pull some characters from 
the way back machine. And uh, they're going to see this, like, characters you would have never, ever expected to ever see screen time. Ever. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And there's a, the weasel. The we- Yeah, I don't That's another rocket-type character, it looks like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but, I mean, you expect that from Sean. You know, when I, when I saw Sean Gunn, I'm like, okay, well, what, what CGI character is he playing? <clears throat> right. You know. Um. But yeah, so I mean, I, you, know, I mean, I thought the pa- go ahead. The panel was fun. Uh-huh. Like the thing I enjoyed was like every time Jane's gonna be like, "Look, it, it's been an amazing experience working with all of you people, except for Rooker." <laughs> like, you know, he Rooker just, looks pretty cool too. Yeah, but like it was just funny because like like he, it, it was like the entire panel was like, how many different ways can James Gunn take a shot at, at Michael Rooker? And it was like you could tell, it was like these are two guys who absolutely positively love each other. Yeah. You know because of like, and so it was like, like every time Gunn would say something like that, like Rooker would just be like laughing his ass off. You know. <laughs> and it was like tremendous. So that was a big takeaway. And then they showed us like, like they didn't have a trailer, but they did have a behind the scenes kind of look of this and the thing i liked about this I'll, I'll i'll tell you this is this looks a little bit more like something the squad would be doing yeah like the, the my only major problem with the first suicide squad movie was that the villains we were were outside of their realm of expertise like this is not what the suicide squad does this right. is outside of task force x's normal handling yeah you know and i, I mean I, I get why you did it you know it's all about super powered beings and and whatnot and so but that's not what task force x does this looks like they're going in and trying to overthrow some government for the united states and it's because it's task force x they could completely like yeah we didn't know they were down there Fuck, bunch of fucking super villains what do we know right you know, you know? so that's what i kind of like about this. this this looks a little bit more task force x like you know yeah yeah it looks well, good yeah i mean and again i mean we talked we said at the top there it's james gunn so we have already have high expectations for this right you know yeah so, so i i, I honestly I, I cannot wait to see it because like you know one is james gunn two is the, the suicide squad and it's like um to me that's a match made in heaven and like they, they let James Gunn play with the oddball toys in the DC universe, which makes it even better in my opinion. <laughs> right. You know, because that's what he's. I mean, he did the exact. He, he took basically the oddest franchise that you could possibly have in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and fucking made it work. Yeah, he did. Like, there, I can't think of many people who could have made the Guardians of the Galaxy fucking work. Right. And James Gunn figured that out. He, you know, so like I feel like this is something that's like right, like th- this even more than the Guardians is like so in his wheelbox of like this is as oddballish as you can get, and I can't wait to play with these toys. Yeah, I know, and it's you know if, if you can look back on the podcast how worried we were about Guardians and like they're gonna make a rack, they're gonna make Rocket, and how's that gonna look? Yeah, is it gonna pay off? Is it going to be done well? Yeah. Who wants to see a fucking talking tree? Yeah, but fuck, it paid off. Oh, yeah. In space. Like, you know, 
<laughs> That's like, I mean, I knew who James Gunn was before the before the Guardians of the Galaxy, but like it was like I became a James Gunn fan after Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like, I gained a deeper appreciation for what he does because he made that shit work. Yeah, you know, and there aren't many that could have. Yeah, the only. You know, like, the only problem I really have with Guardians is they killed off, uh, what's his name? Lee Pace. Um, yeah. Ronan. They should, they should have never killed Ronan off. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, that was a big mistake. Yeah. That was a but huge mistake. But beyond that. Because I, I feel that Ronan should have been in Endgame. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I mean, I, besides that, I mean... Ronan is one of the few, I mean, and probably because of the actor, Lee Pace, is yeah. one of the few villains that you were like, he's kind of fucking cool. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't want to see Ronan go away. No. You know, like, all the, like, so, so like we've always talked about, like, the, what's the major flaw of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, the major flaw is many of the villains are come out very generic. Right. You know. Ronan was not generic. Yeah, Ronan was not generic at all. And I and I think part of that is is James Gunn, but I also think part of it is Lee Pace. Yeah. He he's just that good of an actor. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. Um Yeah, him and um you know, Thanos you loved. Yeah. I mean I love Thanos. I, I, I thought the character was better than the superheroes. Yeah. Like, you followed his storyline. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what made him so good. It's good shit. It is. But I yeah, mean, I mean, that's, but that's what you expect from James Gunn. So, like, I'm expect like, my expect, so when he's doing a Suicide Squad movie, yes, my expectations are very high. Yeah. My only concern with it, really, is there's just so many in the squad. And, like, who gets lost in the shuffle? You can't character develop all those people. No, you can't. That's the only problem. Um, and are you going to still focus on Harley? I mean, I guess you have to somewhat. But I don't know. I mean, like, there's just so many people you have to focus on. Is yeah. he going to kill half of them off? Um, is he going to keep them alive? Yeah. Um, you know, there's no way to make backstory with that. The ones they should make backstory with are probably Boomerang. Um, He's a favorite of mine anyway. Like, I like him in the comic books, and I wish they had done more of him in the first movie. Right, but I mean, like, he's kind of in a direct line, right? Yeah. Because he's a foe of the Flash, right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, that's kind of a direct link right there. That yeah. probably needs to be developed a little bit. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, nobody's in it except for her and him from the, the original squad. The flag. Yeah, flag. Joel, Joel Kenneman. Yeah, but he's... He's gonna be. That's yeah. kind of given. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but still, like I'm, I'm, you're right. I, I'm intrigued to see like what what characters they they choose to bring to the forefront in this. Um, how much of it is going to be like? I, I don't. The one the one thing I will say, like, I know they probably had to do something with with Margot Robbie 
because she's in it. But I, I got a feeling James Gunn's going to give her a, a, a smaller role. Like, I don't think it's, she's going to be the focus like she was in the first movie. Yeah. Like, just because, like, I don't think James Gunn wants to put the focus on her. But yet they're going to have to do something to appease Margot Robbie because that's her character now. Right. You know, like, and, you know, she's doing other things with that character after Birds of Prey. I, I know they want to do another Harley Quinn style movie. You know, which, how can you blame them? That's just money in the bank. Right. You know, so I'm intrigued to see what they do with her. But I I, I think I think she's going to be like there. She's going to have her moments. But I think overall it's going to be somebody else's movie. I just don't know who yet. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So after that, <laughs> um, the next big one was uh, Zack Schneider's The Justice League. Yeah. And the, uh, okay, the 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 the, the, one, the two major things that come out of this one is the trailer, but two he an, he announced that this is going to be a four part series. One hour each episode. So this is basically a four-hour fucking movie. Yeah. He had four hours of footage to use. <laughs> like, I can't wait. Like, I'm at a point out where I can't wait to see it so much. Cause I want to see what did Warner Brothers hate so much that they had Joss Wheaton basically do a whole other movie. Right. Like, that's what and I'm intrigued to see at this point. 90% of this is... Unseen footage, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am so intrigued to find out, like, what was the story that Zack Snyder wanted to tell? That, they, that Warner Bros. was like, no, this is this is too much. We're going to have bring in Joss Wheaton. He's just going to completely reshoot the whole fucking thing. Right. That's crazy. I'm like, it is. It's fucking crazy. But you saw Affleck show up to that panel. Yeah, well, sort of. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, and we'll get into this in a minute. But you know, he he is he. It was announced this week that he's going to be in the Flash movie. Yeah. So. That's good. Well, in the Flash movie, I think it's going to work like this. I think at the beginning of the movie, it's going to be Barry and Ben Affleck, Batman. <laughs> Yeah. Then Barry's going to go back in time and save his mother, create Flashpoint, and in the new timeline, he's have to deal with Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. And once Barry fixes the timeline, and he goes back to the future again, back to his time, it's going to be a Robert Pattinson Batman. Okay. Because the thing with time that they always talk about in both the comic books and even in the TV shows. Once you start fucking with time, it's like a crack. It's like cracking a glass. You can never make it whole again. Right. Something's always going to be changed about that glass. Right. And I think that's what they're going to do with this. Is going to be a way to. It's going to be a way to say, he, here's where we are in the timeline. Barry fucks up the timeline. We deal with Keaton. And at the end of it, here's Robert Pattinson's Batman uh, as part of the new DCEU. Yeah. And it's a way to in, like 
fix that. Right. You know what I mean? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the scenes from this movie were like... Oh. That's the other thing. Okay, so getting into the trailer. The, the two-minute, 30-second trailer that was, like, far too short for my liking. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it looks like a completely fucking different movie. It really does. Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe. And then, like, on top of all, it looks like a really fucking good movie. Yeah. And it like, should be dark. It's dark side. Yeah. He looked good, too. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to see. Like, like I was like, I don't want to say I was on the fence. Like, I was like, okay, this will be interesting. And, you know, when it comes around, it comes around. Now at a point, like, that trailer, like, hyped me up. Like, I'm like, I can't fucking wait to see this. <laughs> I'm like, release the Schneider cut. You know, I mean, I'm there now. Yeah. It just looks so good. I, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, but he looked good. Even what's his name look good. Um, the villain. Um, well, you had Dark Side at the beginning, and then yeah. in the middle you had a couple of shots of uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf. Yeah. That's changed. Yeah. Did you notice that almost yeah. chromium type armor he had on? Yeah. Different look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I'm. More, ba- he looked more badass than he was than I thought. Yeah, I thought he was weak. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, yeah, I, like, didn't you? I, I thought he was kind of weak. I mean, he looked good. Well, I mean, the the problem was this, and this is what drove me nuts. It was, I mean, I mean for, you, you know, you, you know, you talk. We we've already talked about like they ignore so much from Batman v Superman in right. Justice League. So clearly, a lot of that's going to tie in back in with this movie. But the thing that, that, that drove me nuts about Steppenwolf was like they present him as if he was his own badass, right? Like he's the conqueror of worlds. He's the one you need to worry about, you know. Right. He and and it, that's not the case at all. He is a, just a he's a general in in fucking Dark Side's army, right? Like. When he comes to Earth, he's supposed to be playing this flag of dark side, not his own. And that's the way they presented him. Like, you know, he's, pre- he, he's putting his own flag. He's right. making Earth his. No, no. He's taking it in the, in the name of dark side. Right. You know, and there's no, no mention of, of dark side. I mean, there's like one mention of like the old gods and the new gods. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like at the end, like I always felt like at the end, when dark, when 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 Steppenwolf gets pulled away by the boom tube, like there should be a moment where Dark Side is standing in that boom tube, kind of staring down the league. Yeah, yeah. You know, like even if that you just handed me that, I would have kind of been sad. Like, okay, okay, okay. They know there's somebody else behind. There's a there's a the master behind a puppet. You know, mm-hmm. but no, there was nothing. It was like dark. It was like. Steppenwolf was the man. And right, he right. wasn't, you know. So that's the kind of shit that drove me crazy about, like, Justice League. Like, I, I can still watch it and enjoy the movie. But, like, just because I'm so desperate for 
those characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. But like overall, like this looks like this is he's going to be presented this way. He's like he's not he he's just the head of the army. He right. he's the tip of the spear. The rest of the spear is coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, there yeah, is some like it's like he wrote. You know, it's almost like Snyder did an epic. But I think when you introduce a character like Darkseid, you almost have to. Yeah. Right. It's like the introduction of Thanos. Yeah. It took two fucking movies to make this. Right. With Thanos. Right. To their overall character development of Thanos. Uh, with Marvel. So when you when you introduce something like Darkseid to the DC, he's not just some kind of sub villain off the street. Right. It's not like you're dealing with, you know, Mister Freeze. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You're dealing with like a god. So. Yeah. It has to be almost an epic movie. Right. Well, and essentially that's what he is. He, he is a new god. Right. You know. Um, but, like, the, the thing that becomes interesting does become this. It's like, and I guess it's what's going to annoy people at the end of this. And hopefully it pushes, like, I doubt it. But in some way, shape, or form, we get what all of Zack Snyder's vision because at the end of this, it's, it's, going, it's going to lead off, like, hang on a cliffhanger. Right. Like, this is supposed to be a trilogy of movies for Zack Snyder. Right. The Justice League was meant to be three separate movies. So he's only filmed one of them. And at the end of this, we're not going to get a resolution. Right. Or will we? <laughs> right. But it's not going to be the resolution. Like, yeah. like may, it may, yeah, Steppenwolf is pushed back. But Darkseid is still out there. You right. know, the League knows that there's a threat coming. You know, you've only pushed back the first wave. Right, right. You know, so that's the thing. And I think it's going to be a situation where, like, you know, well, I understand, like, you, you can't get these actors to do this. I, you know, and Warner Brothers probably isn't going to spend that kind of money. Like, hopefully do something in an animated form to give us the rest of the story then. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're you're gonna tease me with the first part of a three part epic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's gonna be like if you only gave us Infinity War and we never saw. Like we're still waiting for Endgame. Like COVID nineteen <laughs> pushback Endgame. I would be pissed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd be like you know shaking my fist. Just release it. Just give it to me. You know. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna be. I think is at the end of this, we're going to have a situation where we're gonna be saying to ourselves, well, what's part two? Right. And hope just hopefully like Zack Schneider and Warner Brothers will, will reach an agreement where they'll they can maybe do something in an animated form and maybe you have the, 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 the actors do the voices. Yeah. But I can't wait to see what this is all gonna be about. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? I think it's gonna be good. From the look of it, it looks amazing. Yeah. And, and then there, there lastly, were, there weren't many parts that were familiar. No, no, there weren't. Like Aquaman walking on the, you know, to the sea. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? There's like, all, I, and also Snyder said there's more. There's more of the Flash in this too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is good for me because I like. Um, the, the actor. Yeah. So, but anyway, go ahead. But um, 
And finally, now I didn't watch the panel, but uh, they released a trailer for The Batman. Yeah. That looks pretty damn good. What do you think? You're the Batman fave. So. Okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my critique out of the way first. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I hate the way Robert Pattinson looks as Bruce Wayne. Wow. I, I hate the hair. He looks okay. like an he looks like an emo boy who who who's rich. Like it it just like I it just didn't like every scene that where Robert Pattinson was not wearing the cowl, I was just like that does not work for me. What about when he put the cowl on? It works for me. <laughs> like that's my critique. Like it, it, if my only critique of this movie is I do not like Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, Okay, I'm I'm cool with that. But I like the look the look and feel of this movie. Yeah. From what I've seen just from this trailer. Like this feels very different from any other Batman movie that's ever been made. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, the last time I said that was when Nolan did this. Yeah. You know, like one of the first time I saw a trailer for Batman Begins, I just remember thinking to myself, well, that does not look like anything has been done ever before. Right. And it piqued my interest. And this is the same thing. Uh-huh. And it feels like nothing has been done before. Like this, this does not feel like a Batman saves the day with gadgets or, or something. Like this has a very much a, again, a very rooted in reality type of feel to it that Nolan had in, the, in in Batman Begins and in The Dark Knight. But it feels... Un, even, even This is something even Nolan didn't get right. It feels more like this is going to rely on Batman's intelligence more than his strength and agility. Right. And I did watch some of the panel. Okay. Well, it was just mostly the... Um, director talk. Yeah, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah, and he said he was saying that this this is about him starting off pretty much. Yeah. Like um, he said, getting back to Batman the detective. That's what he said in the thing. Versus, you know, this is more. It's more of the detective base too. There's a lot of that in it. You know, with this, like. Yeah the true meaning roots of the comic, I guess, when it first came out. Yeah, because, I mean, one of the things that they always say, you know, Batman's the world's greatest detective. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, like, the joke is always like, well, you know, Batman versus whoever. And the first question you ask is, well, how much prep time do you give Batman? Right. You know, so it's like... Well, right off the bat, the movie's showing that he's trying to solve the murders. Right. He's already he's already it's his, he's already in detective mode from the beginning of the movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the way it's setting up almost like a serial killer. Right. Which is the yeah. Riddler. Right. But I mean like I think that's really cool. And like I, you know these are as he was saying as well uh the director he said, you know, these are you're going to see forms of villains that you haven't seen like, you're going to see a form of the Riddler that hasn't become the Riddler yet. You're going to see right. a form of the Penguin of Cobblepot. But you haven't seen him yet. 
Do you know what I mean? Right. Is it, is it, is it, is it Cobblepot? Is that, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to see a form of Penguin, but he's not yet become the Penguin yet. You know what right. I mean? Like, you're going to see things before they are who, what they are. Right. You know what I mean? So, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like a, gra- not grassroots, but like, it's not an origin story. Right. It's kind of an origin story for the villains of Gotham. Yeah. Of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I got it, the vibe that I got. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, the movie, that, I mean, the, this definitely piqued my interest. Like, and I love the look of the suit. I love the look of the cow. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can't see his eyes. Yeah. Like I like that. Like he, you know, he's got the lenses. Um, I mean, it's 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 very reminiscent, unfortunately, of like like Daredevil. Yeah. You know, but still, it looked really cool. Like I like that look about him. Yeah. Um. I don't know, dude. When I, when when in the trailer when he's beating the shit. Oh yeah. That dude. I mean, beating the fucking crap out of him. Yeah. And then he gets him on the ground and just starts hitting him even more. Yeah. And he just comes up and is like, I am vengeance. I'm like, yeah. that is badass. Oh, I was like, yeah. I, I put my hands up right there and I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Because this is a Batman that's not holding back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. he's not holding back, dude. You know? It reminded me of the part where, like, where Batman was just, like, running through innocence. Yeah. He's just running, or not innocence, but the bad guys, he was just running them over. Yeah. He didn't care. Yeah. He was just. Yeah, like, I mean, that that, that scene in Batman v Superman, where, like, he's basically just, like, you you see, you know, blood splattering as the wall with guys are hitting it and stuff, like, because he's, you know. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Losing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, you know, when he came up and said that line, I was like, I'm in. I'm 100% in. I was like, and, and, and I, the, here's the other thing I liked about that line, though. Like, it wasn't garbled. Like, it wasn't, I am vengeance. You yeah, know, yeah. it wasn't bail like. Like, even Batfleck with the, you know, the electronic thing to change yeah. his voice. Like, it, he didn't have that. I mean, it, 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 it was just him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I kind of liked that. It's 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 a little bit throwbacky yeah, in a yeah. way, but I just I like that they didn't do a voice, right? You know, like that, that yeah. pleased me, because like yeah, that's the thing you wait for now. I was like, well, what's going to be his Batman voice? Well, you didn't have to have one, right? You know, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool, man. I... I liked it. I mean, like, I liked that he was like on the crime scene, and yeah, they're asking him, "Well, what do you think?" Like, yeah, what do you think, detective? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> how are we gonna solve this one? Yeah, you know, and I, it's cool. And I like the guy who's playing Gordon. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but he like, he, he, I mean, he's in a bunch of shit, but like, I, I know him from Westworld. Yeah, and um. I just I like him as an actor, and I, I liked the sound of him, like when he like because it's part of the voiceover was him, you know. So why is he addressing this to you? 
you know, I, I, it just, yeah. it's like, you know, it's very and, and cool. It was had like in the beginning with the tape and the letters and all this kind of crap. I was like, man, this is like Criminal Minds. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. You know, like it's like they're after a serial killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he's hunting. Right. And he's just trying to bring Batman out. And it just looked really good. It's, yeah. it's a different, you know, different take. Yeah. Which I liked. Right. <clears throat> I mean, the Joker's the Joker, right? I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do. Right. You kind of know. I mean, he's twisted. But this has a darker side to it where... I mean, not that the Joker's not dark, but the Joker's just fucking crazy, right? Well, I mean, depending on which interpretation of the Joker you're talking about. I, I, I always said, you know, I stand, I stand by this statement. The Dark Knight would have been nominated for an Academy Award if you just if you took out Batman and inserted gruff FBI agent here. Yeah. You know, the Joker character and that was, you know, it's not the Joker character from the comic books. Yeah. But it was done so well by Heath Ledger that you you he, he became like the 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 place setter, you know. Right. And um but that wasn't like a a Batman v Joker story. Right. For the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it really wasn't. It, but it, you know, but if you if you did, if you just took out Batman, you insert gruff FBI agent who plays against the rules. Lo and behold, that's that's up for Academy Awards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Like the reason I didn't get nominated for Academy Awards because it was a Batman movie. Right. That's it. Like the Academy couldn't bring themselves to nominate a Batman movie. And let's face facts. Joaquin Phoenix, his Joker movie. Again, not really a Joker per se. Right. It, it's it's a you know it, it, it's a Scorsese movie. Gets nominated for all sorts of awards and wins wins all sorts of awards. Right, right. Be, but but because it's not a Batman movie. Right. It's a crime movie now. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I, that's it. Right. You know. I mean, let's. Let, I'm not gonna get into that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole. I don't. I'll, I'll just. Get on my soapbox and rant about shit that nobody wants to hear about. So I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> so your overall take was pretty positive. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, overall, like, I mean, and I could even get over, like, the look of him as, as Bruce Wayne. Like, I, okay, whatever. Like, it's modern. Whatever. I get it. You know. But th- there is a part of me that was, like, just a little bit like, you know, come on, man. Co- comb your hair. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't even like when he took off the cow. Like, I, fine, your hair is messed up when you take off the cow. I'll give you that. But like, there was like one scene where he's like out in public and it's just like, dude, comb your fucking hair. Right. Have some self-respect. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But overall, like, I mean, I like Matt Reeves as a director. I think what he did with the the, the Apes movies was fantastic. Yeah. Um I, I don't. I know. I don't know his work, but I understand Robert Pattinson is a very good actor outside of like the Twilight movies. Yeah. So I, I don't mind that. Like, you know, the cast, I don't mind at all. Like everything about this movie uh, going into it, I was like, okay, I'm intrigued by it. But like this trailer again, did his job and really hooked me. Yeah. Like this is, this is a very different look, very different feel and a very different Batman movie than we've ever seen. I can't wait to see it because of that. Yeah. Got a couple shots of the Batmobile too. Yeah. Yeah. Which everybody hates but me. 
Dude, that's wicked, dude. I mean, I get it. Like, it's just like a Dodge Charger that's souped up. But still. Well, look at the original Batmobile. Well, here's the thing that drives me nuts, okay? If if we think, think, yeah. I mean, if we think about it, okay? Like, the 89 Batmobile is non-functional. Right. It looks cool as fuck, but it's like a 12-foot-long missile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it can't turn. It has the turning radius of, 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 like, I don't even know what, like a battleship. And they even know. proved that in the second movie. Yeah. It, it he had to grappling fire grappling, grappling hooks yeah. to make a left. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's completely non-functional. The, the, the next two Batmobiles were the same thing. Like, these were just completely non-functional pieces of bullshit you know you know the tumbler say what you will about the tumbler you know i can at least say okay i can see that existing in reality and working yeah you know what i mean again it doesn't have a great turning radius but it it fucking worked at least yeah you know plus it had a cool bike inside exactly yeah when you get the affleck's batmobile i mean that's a stripped down you know do-it-yourself (laughs) <laughs> you know that that thing didn't look good. No, no. it looked functional. Yeah, you know it looked like a roving killing machine. <laughs> That's why they you know, blew it up. Yeah, <laughs> it looked it looked like something out of a Mad Max movie. It did. It did. You know. Yeah. And so I just I feel like like I get it like you know everybody wants the Batmobile to look cool and sexy but like this is a Batman that like. Like you said, he's just starting out. Like, you know, he's only two or three years into this. Like, he's not going to have some badass-looking Batmobile or something. He, he's going to just basically take a production car and, like, and trick that shit out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and paint it black. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. I, I feel like he did. And put a jet engine on the back. Yeah. You know, something... Make it go faster. Something for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't need a giant bat logo or or, or fucking neon fucking hubcaps with, with spinning bat logos and shit. Like no, it, that, that was all horse shit. You know, yeah. like this this just makes more sense. Yeah. You know, dude, I'm telling you, it looks good. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, every part of it looked pretty good. Especially when he just pummeled that guy. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, my God. He's just killing him. Yeah. Killing him. I didn't understand the Joker faces on those guys, though. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Like, I, I Did you put, catch that? I mean, that I was kept, a I caught that, yeah. Like, the, thing I, the first thing I thought of was, like, okay, it's like a Joker gang. And, like, I'm thinking back, like, okay, like, in The Dark Knight Rises, they had, like, the mutants and... Like maybe he twit turns that right. Like my mind just starts working, but like in the end, I'm thinking to myself, like maybe it's just like a bunch of like he's already put away the Joker, and these are just guys who are trying to emulate, you know, copycats of the yeah, Joker, yeah. like you know, yeah. something like that. Like that's the only thing I could think of. Like if you if I stop my mind from thinking about the comic books for a second and like pull myself away, I'm like I'll bet it's just a gang of thugs who like just like you know like the Joker. Probably. Yeah. But. There was definitely a Joker reference there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I don't know. You know. 
I guess he's around. I would imagine so. Starting out, you know. Or unless he's been around for a while. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that I don't know either. Like I, I don't know timelines in D.C., so. Well, I mean, like, again, like, my, my, my major problem has always been, like, when, it, when you talk about, like, the, the Joker movie. Like, one of the, my, my complaints about it is the Joker didn't come before Batman. Right. Batman came first. Yeah. You know, so, like, that's one of my complaints. It's like, it doesn't make any sense why the Joker would have been terrorizing Gotham City before Thomas and Martha Wayne are even shot. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's... And I get it. Like, people are going to be like, well, just enjoy the fucking movie, Sean. Just watch it and enjoy it. Like, no, because it, it doesn't, like, it doesn't fit. Like, it, it doesn't fit what the Joker should be. So, like, in my mind, like, like, yes, I, I can see where, like, by year three, the Jokers have come up on Batman's radar already. They've already <laughs> had their first battle, you know. Yeah. The Jokers already terrorized Gotham City, and Batman's put them away, and he's in Arkham Asylum. You know, yeah. and these kids that he's beating the shit out of, he's beating the shit out of them because they're, you know, they're yeah, copycatting the Joker. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, right. Dude. I know. Don't be stupid. I just, I just can't believe how much he beat the shit out of the, oh, that, that dude. Like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like, I expected to see a couple moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a flip. You know? Yeah. Maybe just, you know, turn his wrist. Yeah. No. Oh, no. No, he just went on full out fucking fight club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was, that's kind of how the fighting was. I mean, it wasn't like, it was raw. You know what I mean? I mean, he did a couple moves, but I mean, it was still raw. Yeah. Especially when he got him down on the ground, he just fucking kept pummeling his face. I was like, oh, my God. Turn yeah. your face, Elliot. Turn your face. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be watching this. Yeah, I mean, like, I was so impressed by that. That's when I, like I said, when I watched that trailer, that's when I was like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Full-heartedly. Because this is kind of action shit that I want to see. And it's I'm getting it from Batman. So I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, like, I mean, it, it, it did its job. Like, it did... Because it's, I, I don't want to say I had trepidation about the movie. Yeah. I didn't. But at the same time, like, I, I was at a point where I was like, I'm intrigued to see what they do. Like, you know, like, what can you do with a Batman movie at this point? Well, like, you do something completely different, apparently. And this is completely different. Apparently the director's doing something for TV as well. Yeah, they're doing some, um, like, a Gotham PD show. Okay. Which, from the sound of it, when I, I read the, or read about it when they announced it, uh-huh. sounds like what I expected Gotham to originally be. Okay. Like, when they originally announced Gotham, like, the thing I thought it was going to be was, um, you know, how corrupt the Gotham Police Department was. And, right. you know, Jim Gordon, the detective riding the straight and narrow and you know to to reaching to the point where Batman comes along and their careers intersect. Um 
clearly that's not what Gotham was. Gotham was a batshit crazy. Here's all the villains that Batman's going to be fighting 10 years from now. You know, we're going to just throw them up on the screen now. And I was like, oh, this is bad. You know, so. Yeah, but the Riddler was good. Yeah, I mean, there, there were good things about that. There's I mean, some don't real bright moments in that. In that yeah. Man. The Riddler was one of them. Yeah. I was like, they got to put this guy in the screen. Right. He's like poetic. Right. I mean, I, was, you're right. I, 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 there were shining moments of that show, but overall, like, it just wasn't what I expected it to be. I think this is what this is going to be, is what I expected Gotham to be, is, you know, this is the, 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 the corrupt police department of the Gotham PD and, you know, the few good cops that are there trying to fix it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Minus Batman, you know. Right. So I, I, I think it's going to be a little, a little bit more gritty. I think it's going to be a little bit more realistic than Gotham was. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. Like, like you know, they want to play in that universe more that Matt Reeves is is creating, which I hope somehow becomes a part of the MCE or the DCEU, so that you know I can get another Justice League movie. <laughs> you know, with him as Batman. Yeah, I mean, like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I. I I mean, I'm just at a point where it's like, okay, like, it, it's, especially if this is what you're doing with the Flash. Like I said, if if the Flash movie is Affleck, if 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 it resets the DCEU so that Pattinson's Batman could be a part of it, it makes sense to me. Okay. That works for me, because you're now you're saying, okay, it's still a connected universe. Because the big question's always been like, well, if you're if you're resetting Batman. How, what happens to the DCEU? Because Batman was a major part of the Justice League. You know, yeah. what, what are we doing with all of this then? And if you're resetting it so that Pattinson's Batman fits into it somehow, then the Flash movie makes more sense, what right. they're doing with it. If you're just, like, but... It, then it becomes, like, what, what's DC's... What's Warner Brothers' angle to all of this? Like, you fucked up. We know you fucked up. You rushed to a Justice League movie because the Avengers did so much fucking money. Yeah. Like, so now, <laughs> now we've had an Aquaman movie. We've had a Wonder Woman movie. We're going to get a Flash movie. You know, we're seeing these characters are being developed now. Maybe now after a couple of these movies have been released, we can come back and do a Justice League movie because he's, they're still in a shared universe. Right. You know, that that's the thing. Like, you know, I that's the thing I hope we achieve at some point. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's just that's what I want. Like, I, I want... I, I want a DC universe to... to match or come close to what marvel's done right you know shazam shazam makes no bones about it It plays it's it's playing in that universe yeah for sure you know so black adam is going to be playing in that universe like this this is all still tied together so let's bring it together right 
you know, and there's plenty of, of things you can do outside, like outside of a dark side to bring the Justice League together. Yeah, like the Legion of Doom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I mean, like... I mean, I, come I, on, people. Yeah. So, I, I, that's just, that's, that's my hope, is we find a way to take our time and get there instead yeah. of rushing headfirst into a wall and fucking it up. Yeah. I mean, you, you know? can have infinite stories with the Legion of Doom, period. Right. I mean, there are bigger fish to fry, I mean, in the DC universe, but there's a lot of stories you can go, you can make up new ones. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole fucking, you got a fucking round table of villains. Yeah. Go for hell. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, like, that, that's... Although I don't want to see Bizarro. But, you know, I don't want to see what's-his-name either. Who? <laughs> the big ape, Gorilla Grodd. Oh. I think that would look weird. But here's the problem. Like, Gorilla Grodd's a, Grodd's a really good villain. Yeah. Like, he's not a Justice League-worthy villain by himself. Yeah. But, like, combined with other villains, like in a Legion of Doom type of setting, he's a very good villain. Who's um, his main foe? The Flash. Oh, is it the Flash, too? Yeah. Flash's got a lot of villains, too. He does. He does. He's got a ton of villains, but he, he, but like so many of them, like kind of like all like hang out together. Like he's got like the the rogues. He's called they're called the rogues. Where it's like Captain Cold, Boomerang, Heat Wave. Like all these guys are like you know they kind of team up and try to beat the Flash, and he still kicks their ass. You know, I mean it's <laughs> and like Batman's all confused. He's like one time he's like, why do you let these guys still like roam the streets? He's like, yeah, it's better. To, you know, I know where they're at. I keep them under control. You know, nice. Batman's like they should be rotting in jail, and you let them go. Why? Yeah. But um, they're street level villains, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. But like the big one, like the next big one, like I would, I would love to see the Justice League have to face would be Brainiac. Yeah. You know, that's a Superman villain, but like I could see, like you know. The Justice League has to take, you know, Brainiacs come. And, you know, you could tie it in with a lot of Superman stuff with, like, you know, Bottle City of Kandar and a whole bunch of other crazy shit. But, like, that would be the one, like, you know, if you don't want to do a dark side movie because, like, you know, you're like, yeah, um, we got to try to push that away. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, like, Brainiac would be the next big one, I would think, that would be, like, a Justice League level villain that you would have to take on. Yeah. You know, that powerful. Yeah, because okay. Bra- Brainiac's basic deal is he's he's traveling the universe to gain knowledge, and what he basically does is he he comes to your your planet, he takes a major city, shrinks it for his collection, and basically goes and the plunders your city your planet for its natural resources until the the planet dies. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the only the only planet that ever pushed him away was was uh, Krypton, but he still got away with the with, with the city of Kandor. Okay. So like he has like, like at one point like you know he, he's teasing Superman with the bottled city of Kandor like here's a piece of Krypton that's still left, 
these people are still alive in this bottle. Your your fellow plant, you know, Kryptonians still live. You know, and Superman's like, I'll fucking kill you. You know. Was it good? Was it a good storyline? It was. Because the, the, the most recent way, way they did it, like, it was like, Brady like, you can't take the bottle away from the, the my ship. When Once it leaves the ship, the, it, the, 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 it grows. So you can't take it away from the ship. And, um, and Superman does, and he takes it to space, and, like, it, it ends up, you know, expanding against its own atmosphere and everything. It's like, like Krypton, too. But the, at the same time this is all happening, his father's dying. I see. And he doesn't know that. So okay. it's like this, this, it's like this moment, like it's really brilliantly written because it's like this moment of like, I just found my people. I'm not alone any longer. And then like in this moment of joy and triumph, he then finds out that his father died. Okay. You know, and it was like, like Jarrell? No, like Thomas Kent. Tom Kent. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Or not Thomas Kent, Jonathan Kent. John Kent. Okay, yeah. go ahead. It's so like that. That like in the comic, in the like in the movies, for some reason they play it up that 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 Jonathan Kent dies early in his life, uh-huh. and he doesn't. Like in the movies, he lives a very long life, but at the end of it, like when he does finally pass away, it's like it's a much more poignant moment. Like for some reason, like I don't know why the movies do this all the time, or even the TV show, like when Smallville, like they kill him off early, you know. And I don't know why, because yeah. he plays a role in, 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 in Clark's life for quite some time. He, he's somebody that Clark relies on for for wisdom. Yeah. You know, but in the movies, it's always like, yeah, we got to kill off. We got to kill off Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? Do you think they're going to bring in Green Lantern? Well, I mean, they they still have it scheduled. They're going to do a Green Lantern show on HBO Max. Okay. Um. I mean, there's rumor and speculation that there is a Green Lantern at some point in the Justice League movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, some of that rumor is that it's, it's Ryan Reynolds. Get out of here. That's, you know. And that has been neither confirmed nor denied by uh, Zack Schneider. <sighs> no way. I, I'm not buying it. I think, I think again, that's one of those things where, like, Warner Bros. is like, we want to keep that turd at arm's length, please. <laughs> Can we just please keep that turd away? I can't believe he would put on. I, I don't even believe Ryan Reynolds would put on the suit. I think Ryan Reynolds, for the right amount of money, would do damn near anything. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking Pikachu, you know. Hey, he was good. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I know, but they, you know, there's the whole Deadpool thing. Yeah. I mean that like I think we've learned that that shit doesn't matter. I mean Michael Keaton's coming back to be Batman and he's he's Vulture. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? So I think that's gonna disintegrate personally. Unfortunate again, but I think it's gonna disintegrate. Keaton is Vulture. 
the whole dream of getting them all together. They keep teasing it. But. Uh, I mean, I saw something. They're working on a Craven the Hunter script now. We'll see. I think. I, here's the thing. Who's going to Craven? I don't know. That's a big role. That is a big role. For a big man. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not. Uh, I mean, that's got to be Joe Maganella. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, he's the only guy I could think of that could do that. <laughs> I mean, Craven's huge. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, I think Sony is bound and determined. Like, come hell or high water, they're going to get this done this time. Yeah. I I honestly do. Like, I I, I honestly, I think Venom was successful enough that they feel they can pull this off. Yeah. You know? And and now that they've got, like, a Spider-Man connection and Morbius... Which is also supposed to be in the same universe as Venom. Like I, I, I they're just seeing dollar signs. Like they're like, I, 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 the only thing that's keeping them from running into a brick wall to get, put this all together now, is I, I think that Marvel's kind of they're going like, look, 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 we're gonna, we, you can do this, it's fine, but we have to do it a certain way. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's, I think that's the only thing that's keeping Sony from running into a brick wall <laughs> to make money. Because I think everything else that they're trying to do. Like, they, they know the money's there to be made. That's the problem. Like, right. I, I think Sony's smart enough that, like, they, they read the dirt sheets. They read Twitter. They read Facebook. They, they read all this stuff, and they're like, we just got to get it right. That's all we, all we got to do is just get our shit together, and we can make money. Right. You know, I think that's, I, I, that's honestly, that's where they're at. You know? And so, yes, I think eventually you are going to see a Sinister Six movie. Because they are bound and determined to do it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I really believe that, man. I believe you're going to see it. I don't know how good it's going to be, but you're going to see. Well, they got to worry about they, they got to worry about casting Craven, and they got to worry about casting. Um, they have to worry about casting Doc Ock. Like, who are they going to get to play Doc Ock? I don't know. I don't honestly like I mean that that I I do not want to be the guy who has to fill that role. Yeah, I know. So I just dip our toes in the old mailbag. I'll be back. All right, so let's go ahead and dip our toe in the old mailbag. Mailbag! Nope. And as always, we start with our good friend, Superfan Thad. Well, it's my two favorite hosts who like to run around naked on Zoom calls when the, with the sister Mary's, Sisters Mary of the Poor. What? I have no idea. I don't, I don't want to know. I'm sure it's something he's done. Yeah. Um, ever have a ghost shit? I mean, you deuce one up and there's nothing on the paper. Sometimes I have to go three knuckles deep before I hit oil. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck, indeed. Um, no, I'm not reading that. I'm sad Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is up, now over. 
I like that series. Um, I got I got I've got all the episodes on my DVR. I need to sit down and binge watch them. So, um, guess what time it may be? No, no, not time for me to rub my taint on Tim's door hey. handle. That was last week. No, it's not time for me to dress in a gimp mask and hide in Ian's bathroom to watch him shit. I did that two weeks ago. <laughs> it's, it is possible I may have a few haunted house reviews this year. I got notifications. Scarehouse has moved from that shit town called Etna to a permanent spot in the Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Oh, it's good to see somebody's in the Pittsburgh Mills Mall. <laughs> Their actors will be wearing masks, and so does everybody attending. They will do small group runs. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult to do a haunted house in the the current climate. Yeah. Um, I mean, more power to anybody who tries it. Um but I, I just I think it's going to be very very difficult to to do. Um, <laughs> I, I just I, I don't see it working. I, I mean I I know it's Thad's favorite thing in the world and I wish him luck. I hope it works out for him. That he doesn't yeah. have to go to a few this year. But uh, man, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it will be. I picked up a case of my favorite beer this past week. It's that time for Southern Tier Pumpkin Beer. They produced a pumpkin whiskey I'm going to try to pick up on Sunday. I can't wait to try it. Yeah, seems a bit early for that type of shit. Man, sorry, they're already selling it. Yeah, I know. Just like... Like, like, September isn't even pumpkin time to me. Like, 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 October is. Like October through like mid December, I'll give it to you. Yeah. You know. Um, but it's just it's like to me it's just like it's too fucking early for for that shit. Yeah. Speaking of too fucking early, I saw Brock's Candy. Okay. Yeah. You know, one of, one of the great candy manufacturers in this fine nation. Yeah. Um. You know I am a fan of candy corn. Yeah. I love me some candy corn. Yeah. Apparently they are making Thanksgiving dinner flavored candy corn this year. Yeah. That's the exact same sound I made when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ew. <laughs> like I get it. Like the people who hate candy corn fucking hate candy corn. And the people who love candy corn Love it. Great. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why she's my girl. <laughs> but um so, so it's like it's it's just it's one of those deals where like why give the haters like I, this to me is like it's like that point in, in life where like we we've reached where it's like okay we've gone too far with the experiment. Like, like you know, there was a time where candy came in one fucking flavor. Yeah. You know, like there, there, you know, you, 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 you had one type of Reese cup, you had one type of Kit Kat, you had one type of M&Ms. That's all you got. Right. Now 
they, 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 they will like any fucking flavor they can think up. They're going to put into a candy. Right. You know, and this is like, like the Jurassic park moment of like, you, you know, you, you, you've gone too far. Right. You know, candy corn, Thanksgiving dinner flavor. That just doesn't work. I'm sorry. Right. 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 You know, why would you do this to candy corn? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Right, but I just thought of that just now. I thought I'd share that. I just yeah, just yuck. All right, Tyler. Nope, nope. That's it for Super Fan Fan. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, we have a quickie from our good friend the Otter, better okay. known as Super Fan Tim. Tim Ray said, hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. Quick write-in is I have been haunted by this question all week. If you zip line into Godzilla's mouth, where does the zip line exit Godzilla? I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Well, Tim, I think the answer to your question is simple. The North Shore. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. So apparently in Japan they they are creating yeah, a Godzilla. I heard, about, I heard about this. Yes, I did. Okay. And for those so for those who don't know, part of this museum, like the second phase, they want to build a zip line, and part of the zip line will go through Godzilla's mouth. Like it'll be like a giant Godzilla statue or an animatronic Godzilla that you you get to go through his mouth. Now it's it's going to be like you know, you're not going in his mouth, you're going through his mouth. You know, yeah, like yeah. sideways, you know, so yeah, you're not going to be traveling through the body of Godzilla, Tim. You're just going to be <laughs> going, you know, through his mouth. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I thought of, and I even cracked the joke to Nancy, and she she kind of laughs at that, was, you know, to me, it sounds like something that, you know, you know, you'll just come out on the North Shore, you know, yeah. and they're just building that because they're talking about building that zip line that goes from like Mount Washington to the North Shore, right? Well. Godzilla's just going to rise up out of the Ohio River. <laughs> you know, you're going to be going through his mouth anyway, so. <laughs> I thought you were talking about sewage. <laughs> that, too. I mean. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it, we, we always make the joke that, like, Godzilla's just lying underneath the mawn waiting to rise. And, well, he here's lives. a perfect opportunity when they build this fucking zip line. Right, right. You know, but. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Up from the depths, 30 stories high, breathing fire, he stands in the sky, Godzilla. I can see Godzilla popping a squad on top of PNC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect bowl size for him. Well, that won't be the only turd in that stadium. Yeah, isn't that the truth? What, What I saw, they had five wins this year so far. It's shameful. It is. It's 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 awful. It 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 saddens me. Like like and like the worst part is like this, like this is the the team they were playing the field for 162 games. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Because I can't like I that that's the type of baseball like I could not watch. Right. Like it's hard enough watching them like for 60 games. I can't imagine like adding on another 120. Yeah, man. Oh. Yeah. 
only, the only thing worse is this city is so desperate for Steeler news. Like I saw today on the CW, they had like a special from Steeler training camp. And it was like, it was Bob Pompiani and um, Charlie Batch and Tunch Ilkin. Yeah. Like, talking like in the Steelers, like apparently they were doing something where like, I guess they did a televised scrimmage too. Um, yeah. Cause they were wearing game jerseys. The defense yeah. wasn't white. The, the offense wasn't black. And, um, but like the first like hour was like, you know, as they were warming up on the field and it was all like, just like talking about like the position battles. It's like, is this city so desperate for like, like they're willing to watch like a, 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 a scrimmage between the offense and the defense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's like, God, we miss football. This is how much, like, this is worse than a preseason game. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like everybody, I'm, I'm sure the gangbuster ratings, because this city is so desperate. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and then I saw they were pl- playing on the NFL network. I was like, wow. <laughs> Only Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben's the draw. They want to see how that arm's doing. Oh yeah. And before you go, real quick, I, I, I'd like to get your take on this because you do have a child in, in in school, and you did have children in band at one point. Yeah. Um. It was uh, approved <laughs> this week by the by the PIAA. That they would go ahead with fall sports for um, right. high school, right? Um, and they will have limited seating capacity at the games, or or something. I can't remember. I think I can't remember if it was limited or none. I can't remember exactly. But they, they were going to play. I mean, in particular, in, in this side, in this side of town, that, that's high school football. Yeah. You know, in the state of Pennsylvania, that's all people care about is high school football. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe in Eastern PA, they care about basketball. Not so much in Western PA. Right. <laughs> you know, but um, so I guess I, my, my question to you is like if if Honor and Bree were still in, in high school, would you allow them to like participate? Because hmm. bands are going to be there, from what I understand. Like, that's part of that's considered part of the fall sports program. Yeah, probably not. No. Nah. I nah, I don't think I would. Yeah. I think it's a recipe for disaster. We'll see. See if I'm yeah. right here in about two weeks. Well, I mean I, I, I find it interesting, like and I, I it's it's one of those things where like and I, I know we're we're running really fucking long, so I wanna <laughs> cut this short. Yeah. But like it's, it's it, but I wanted to get your opinion because it's like it's one of those things where like I can see like both sides of this. Like a, a, as an adult, like you you know, you I'm looking at this as an adult saying, Man, this is a recipe for disaster and like, you know, you I, I the last thing you want to do is put these kids, you know, in any sort of danger. You know, and while I understand like, you know, an eighteen year old football player is probably less likely to be sick than you know somebody else it's still it's still a possibility you know but then the other side of me is like man if it was my senior year 
I would want to play. I get that. Um, Like, and I would be pissed if I couldn't. Like, that would be like the thing that like, because when I remember when I was in high school, I mean, like graduation day for me was senior night. Like, I could care less about walking across the stage to get my diploma. It was the night I walked walked to the fifty yard line and kissed my mother on the cheek and was handed my my um my Letterman jacket. Yeah. You know that was graduation day for me. Yeah. You know, that was the most important day. And I still think of it that way. Like, I, I have fonder memories of senior night than I do of my graduation. Because right. graduation day meant jack shit to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's sad, in a way. I, I'll admit that. But that was more important. So if I was an eight, eight, 17, 18-year-old, if it was my senior year, and you were taking that away from me in some way, shape, or form because of this, I would be furious. Because that's all I had. Right, right. You know, no, I understand that, um, but it's just not the time we're in. Right. Yeah, I get I, that. Like the adult me gets that. Like the forty-seven-year-old yeah. Sean gets that. Thirty years ago, I wouldn't have gotten that. Like yeah, I, I, I don't think kids get it either. Right. And they, I think and some do. Like, because like to me, like again, that's what I was like. That's who. That's who my identity was. Like I was Sean the football player. I had other interests. But, like, to me, that was the most important thing in my life was football. And right. you know that. Yeah, I know. So, like, I'm not, like, like people are going to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, no, that was. Honestly, football was was it for me. Like, I had all these other interests, like Dungeons and Dragons and comic books. But football was my primary focus in life. Right. And, like, thinking back to, like, that time 30 years ago, like, I, I think kids today are more diversified. They have other interests. I, I don't think – a lot of kids, like I, maybe some, some places where, like it's these kids' opportunity to get out and get to a college, no matter even if it's a small college, I, maybe that hurts them more. But I think most kids today are more diversified in their interests that it doesn't, it wouldn't affect them as much. Right. You know, I, I just, I think, like that was my be all and end all. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I get that. So, I just thought it was an interesting topic. I wanted to get your opinion on it. So, yeah, I just don't see how it's going to pan out. But, it might. Yeah, I don't know either. We shall see. It's what they're bringing home. Right. That's the. I think mean, the, the scary the thing, factor. The thing is always going to be, especially at that level, responsibility. Like, if you're a parent of a child who's playing a, playing a sport, you have to be responsible for what you're doing, you know, right. when you're going out. Like, and that's the thing, like, like as this is going on, like, more and more people have kind of dropped their guard and, like, yeah, let's take a quick vacation. Let's go here. Let's go there. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, people's guards have kind of dropped to a certain extent. Like, yeah, they're wearing masks, sure, but they're still going out and going places and, like, like Nobody's staying home at this point. You know. Yeah, I know. And it's you know, also too is when you're sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, you're invincible. Right. Or you think you are. Right. Biologically. Right. Oh yeah. You know, your brain isn't, you know, it's still growing at that point. Right. That's the invincibility age. Right. Through early twenties. So I mean I, 
I don't know. It's uh, it's all on what you're bringing home. Yeah. They may not get that sick, but they they can still pass the virus. Right. I, I, I don't think we're actually ever going to be safe until there's a decent vaccine that comes out to vaccinate right. us against us. I mean, I yeah. just don't. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. So. <clears throat> anything, anything else you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have, and an email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And remember, we're a num- member of a number of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, uh, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough for your uh, your time and your support. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the hijinks and shenanigans. Yeah. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>